Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Cook, Damien Cook. Damien Cook scores the try and that punctuates a perfect set. Here's Crichton. Stephen Crichton. Yes. What a try. Stephen Crichton, he just palmed away Isaiah Tass, palmed away the winger, and he just did it all himself. Latrell Mitchell has just turned Crichton inside and out. I'm so sorry, Stephen, but he did that, and they take the lead. Cleary, Edwards, Edwards gets the ball away to Crichton, who picks up number two and gets a two-point lead back for Penrith. Stephen Crichton for Hattrick. Wants to get it, goes off him, plays at it, claims it. Crichton's going to claim a hat-trick. He's going to claim a hat-trick and possibly a Panthers victory. Sutton says yes. Who's coming through? Ball goes back. Latrell, Latrell Mitchell. This will be a try. Cutty Walker got the pass away. Heading for the try line. Tass. Isaiah Tass. Oh, the bunnies have stolen it. Oh, they certainly have. And uh, gee, I tell you what. Uh, Fletch and I were both very, very keen on them. Potential premiership candidates. They've got to be there. They are scrapping away. And just to keep in mind, the South Sydney side have just knocked off the Penrith Panthers, the Premiers. No Totola, no Keon Kaloa Matangi. They are right there. This is Crunch Time brought to you by Azito. Powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings and before you dig. Don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. Have your say. You make the show. Call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text 0457 736 736. I was going to start to my left, but I'll now start to my right. There is a, um, what do they call those bloody things? I don't smoke. I've never lighter. smoked in my life. A lighter. A lighter. And just like Brian Fletcher, it's been placed there and you couldn't help yourself, Sats. you just got to <laughs> pick it up and play with it, don't you? That's my ADHD. Yeah. That's my ADHD. Yeah. How are you, guys? You just couldn't. You <laughs> yeah, had to do it. He's literally on fire. Yeah. He's a pyromaniac out yeah. there. Fletcher's like that, isn't he? He's a fiddler. It's a personality test. I reckon if you put that there and there'd be a certain amount of people. I wouldn't who, have touched it. You wouldn't, I know no. you wouldn't have touched it, AP. No. Like I've got but, a coffee cup here as well. It's not yeah. mine. I'd pick it up and see if there's anything in but it. But you can't yeah. just pick it up. You have to flick it on and yeah. just have a bit of danger. Anyway, Scotty Sattler, how are you, mate? I'm really good, really good. Uh, went to the game Thursday night. Uh, what an atmosphere. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, I, I thought uh, South Sydney were they're doing their best to lose the game, to be oh. honest. They're, they're doing everything right. Everything was in their favour. They're playing tough footy. They just couldn't execute against a really good defensive side in Penrith. Yeah. But then that, that last six or seven minutes, it was, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous scenes out there. Crazy. Mm. A- a- so crazy. And, and Sats, we'll, we'll start with this because – and we'll get into it a little bit later on as well. But the scenes of that, so down 18-10, this is the Premiers. This is the team who um, who have gone eight or so games in a row with having scored two tries or less in a whole match. And the assignment for South was to score two tries in six or eight minutes. Mm. You know, and they did it. 
and on the eve of heading out back out to Redfern for your dad. Yeah. Um, I don't need to set the scene because you can, but I would dare say it was the fitting finish because all the players, all the past players, all the fans, and to use a pun, they were hopping into Redfern, weren't they, on the back yeah, of that Yeah, they win. were. It was. Yeah. It was a really good scene, yes, on the back of the – on the back of the the win as well, you know the playing group were were upbeat. A uh, lot of fans there, might have been fifteen hundred fans or so that turned up. It was a real, and South Sydney and Melbourne Storm, I think, do it better than everyone. Yeah. They, you know they celebrate. You know, admittedly, Melbourne's only a very small history, but they do it really well. They celebrate their history and their players. And again, South Sydney put on an amazing, amazing morning yesterday. Uh, a lot of ex players there, and yeah. uh, just fans that have been fans. There was a lady there that was wearing a jersey. That she got given to her on her fortieth birthday, and she's ninety. Oh, um, there's, there's there's a lady at the at the game on Thursday night. She was ninety years of age, and she was going to her first live game. Wow! Latrell Mitchell before the game was walking around the field, walked up through the grandstand bare feet. Someone said, "Oh, there's a lady up there, first live game." Went up and got a photo with yeah. her before mm. the game, and that just sort of transversed into the next day. It was a really good scene. Um, He's had more farewells than the Queen, the old man. <laughs> but, um, but it was, yeah, it was a really good touch yesterday. It was outstanding. Ray Martin was the MC. Yeah, I saw Ray, mad yeah. South Sydney fan. Yeah. And Andrew Abdo from the NRL and Peter Volandis were there just um, to pay their respects on behalf of the NRL. But the fans were the, you know, the, the true Rabideau fans that were there that have been there for so many years are outstanding. So it's, can I ask you a question? Maybe it's a personal question, so feel free not to answer it. But it's been such a, a long um, – Heavy, I would imagine, from a family point of view, a um, couple of weeks. My guess, and I, and I can't speak for you, but my guess is that yesterday would have been very enjoyable. You know, the dust has settled a little bit and it's not so close to the passing and, and it's at Redfern Oval. And Am yeah, I right in saying that at all? It or? was. Yeah, you're exactly right. You are losing, uh, using a lot of puns tonight with it when you say to let the dust settle. Oh, I did. Oh, I'll tell you. No, I didn't. Yeah, that, that's a bad one. Yeah, thanks for no, your no, I didn't mean that. Yeah, just, just, I didn't mean that. Just try and bury me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I'll, I'll talk about the ashes and dust in a second. No, 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 not <laughs> dust. Dust and ashes but, um, are completely different things, by the way. Uh, but it was because this is something that Dad wanted. And yeah. Dad wasn't a guy that liked a lot of attention. But in saying that, uh, about three years ago, I, I remember about 10 years ago, we were mucking around once and I said, oh, he said, oh, if ever you, you passed away and you had got cremated, where would you like your ashes to be spread? Yeah. I said, dad, on the headland at Cabarita Headland in the northern New South Wales. Yeah. Oh, okay, what about you, daddy? He goes, oh, I'd love to have some of that spread on Redfern. I wonder if they'd let me. I said, oh, I reckon there's a fair chance they'd probably let you, dad. And he goes, oh, yeah. So about three years ago when he wasn't as, his memory wasn't as vivid as what it was with general, uh, general inquiries and general um, memorials, but um, memories, I should say. But um, but everything about South Sydney was really, really clear yeah. within his history. And he said, oh, you remember, remember, Scotty, when we were talking about one day, he said, oh, whenever that day comes, I wouldn't mind having some of mine on Redfern. So when he passed and he always wanted to be cremated, that's when I got in contact with Mark Ellison and he just made everything happen, both yeah. he and former player Shannon Donato. They just made it happen. And Blake oh, yeah. Solly, it was outstanding. It was great. So, yeah, it would many would think it would be fitting for me to – to spread the ashes, yeah. but I thought, no, yeah, being Redfern, yeah, I think what was what would be, I suppose, more surreal would be his teammates do it. So George Piggins and and Ronnie Cooten and Bobby McCarthy were there. So we called them down, and then the current playing squad, they did it out around the northern end of Redfern Oval, underneath the goalposts, and the players formed a bit of an arc. Mm. And anyway, um, Bobby McCarthy spread some, and then Cootie spread spread them. Up high, so the wind was able to get underneath them. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about the dust. Yeah. So the ashes, 
went straight into the faces of a few of the players. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, well, that's a bunny's baptism. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. Which is the player who is still clearing his face as he was walking back to the chairs? Cam Murray. Oh, There's your Clive Churchill medalist. There you go. Jersey 13 yes. gets yeah. all the ashes in his Gee, face. Imagine, uh, can you just imagine the story if Cam Murray wow. and the Bunnies win in the number well, 13 you know is a Clive? He's one of the most unselfish people, my dad. Yeah. And he, I think he coincidentally ensured that he passed away in 2023, which is the Chinese year of the rabbit. Oh, is it the wow. Chinese year of the rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, there is a big feel about that. Oh. And... and could it be against the Roosters? Mm. Could it be against the Roosters? My hairs are standing where... up on my legs. Yeah. When they're on my legs, that's they're standing up. Wow. What about those scenes where Bob, Bobby Mack is trying to um, bend down to put the ashes down, but he's done his back from being the pallbearer because <laughs> a coffin was too heavy for him? <laughs> I told you that story tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't hear about that part. Oh, no. So at the funeral, yeah. we had to get the casket out of the back. It was a South Sydney South Sydney casket Ooh. with his half rabbit and all Anyway, we had to get the casket out. So two grandsons at the front, Bobby and Cootie in the middle, yeah. and myself and my son, Jack, the other grandson at the back. So we get the casket out. As we're walking, before we even get into the, the chapel, where there's a lot of people in there, yeah. Cootie goes, because Ron Cootie's nickname Solid, because yeah. he used to walk around the dressing chair with no no shirt on the dressing room. He's going, oh, look how solid I am. Look at my muscles. <laughs> so they call him Solid. <laughs> so anyway, um, he goes, Oh, F, Sol. I've done me effing back. <laughs> and Kitty goes, oh, what about you, Mackie, you soft? Like, <laughs> so they're sledging each other yeah, across, yeah, yeah. across the body while we're going into the church. Oh, it's very funny. And, and very you know funny. what? You do need a bit of that. Like, I, I know it's a heavy time, but you need a bit of that lightheartedness. And that, and your dad would want exactly that. And, and a special yeah. shout-out, too. I'll take this opportunity to uh, my in-laws, uh, all the Smiths out there who – um, you may recall Wayne Smith. I think he's the third most capped magpie of all time. Well, he's my father-in-law, but his brother passed away about 12 months ago, Rod Smith, who he himself played a lot of games for Western Suburbs. But he met this young lady at a wedding. Elka Smith, a German. He meets her at a wedding, and she gives up everything in her life to move out to Australia for Rod, who, lovely, lovely man. They never chose to have kids. And unfortunately, 12 months ago, Rod passed away. And Elka and the greater Smith family, my wife's family, you know, Wayne, Lynn, uh, and the greater family, they've done such a great job to make her so part of, without having any blood relatives in this country, they've gone to such a big effort to, not even an effort, it was natural because she was very much part of the family. And sadly, she passed away a couple of nights ago. And it knocked, the hardest part is, you know, like she had been very, very sick and Part of you is very um, thankful that she's now in peace and she's now with Rod, which is fantastic. But it knocks your kids around mm. and everyone around. Your wife was very close to wasn't she? Yeah, but just yeah. getting back to what you were saying, Sats, where your dad wanted his ashes to be spread on Redfern Oval. And we're getting a lot of people because Elka Smith, and rest in peace, beautiful lady, she used to work at the NRL and she's an infectious sort of character and, and, and people from the NRL – are reaching out to me saying, well, oh, we'll see you at the wedding, at the, um, my apologies, the funeral. But she doesn't want a funeral because she's never wanted the fuss about herself. And all she wants is her family, direct family, to be in her home and Rod's family home and to celebrate mm. as if they were there, you know. And, and and that's their wishes. So do as you please. So rest in peace, Elka Smith. Um, and we appreciate all the support as well. So a heavy, heavy 
uh, weekend, it seems, a week for all and sundry. AP, we haven't actually formally introduced you today. <laughs> Hello, boys. Now, How are you? I've worked out with this bloke, Sats. He is the he's a 1,600-metre horse mm-hmm. who they just keep placing him in 1,200s. We do a two-hour show firstly for Crunch Time. Yeah. Then we move on to Let It Ride. Yep. And this bloke here, he's just – the <laughs> listener and him – I just want him more. They're yeah. wanting further. Yeah. AP, how are you? Good, mate. Don't want to overstay my welcome. Uh, <laughs> no. no, it's been good. And you talk about that Thursday night game, and I just remember leading up to that, I'd written the story that the Bunnies were in for Jack Wyden. And where would he play? He'd probably play left centre. You can just imagine the bloke, the incumbent in that position, their head would be custard, right? You'd yeah. just be thinking, hang on, this is, we're on oh, playing tonight. Yes, yes. This is, this is my opportunity to do something and then all of a sudden you're hearing we've got an international New South Wales and Australian representative who could be coming to this club and it's my spot that he's going to be taken. And then they need two tries to win. They score one. They pull within uh, a try of winning the game. Who scores? Mm. Isaiah uh, Tass. Left centre. Left centre. I wish I had thought it. I'm not a commentator who you know predetermines what I'll say. But if I could, mm. when I called the try and Isaiah Tass scores the try, you'd punctuate it with, and Jack White and who, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah yeah. Tass says Jack White and who. 100%. You yeah. know, so, so um, it's, it's an interesting play, mm. Jack White. And yep. It's a lot of money to spend on a centre in this day and age. You think about the Bellamy sides yep. that have won and, you know, they've saved their pennies in that position. It's, it's yep. a very interesting call. Yeah, absolutely. But all of a sudden you add him to that back line and, oh, my, like oh. that is something else. And then – you're going to have – you might be missing Damien Cook yep. um, at, a, at a pinch, maybe Katie Walker. Um, you know, you go, those guys go out and all of a sudden he comes in during the origin period. Wow. I mean, yeah. you, you talk about the uh, the sombrero with the, uh, the the joint over the road, the roosters, but that's that's sort of looking like a south sombrero all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Isn't it? And they've pinched the sombrero. A hundred percent. Do you know, and this is going to be interesting how it plays out because – Souths are really confident being a, a proud Indigenous club. He's got really close friends there, of course. His wrestling partner in Latrell and yep. Damien Cook from Origin. He's got some really good connections there. Yep. Uh, and to be able to play centre in a side that's always going to be in and around the top four, a threat to a premiership, is really appealing. Yep. So Souths are really confident through the links, mm. through his, his mates, the Indigenous touch as well. His ability to work in the Indigenous community and, and doing a lot of the programs with South Cares and then also be paid really good centre money, not five-eighths yep. of fullback money. So you've got to remember the NRL have got a price, a basement price on every player that they think they might accept. Yep. Now, but if you're being, being signed as a centre, you can't expect seven figures, which you won't get. On the flip side of that, Canberra Raiders and the connection that they've got with Jack Whiten and the connection that Ricky has had with Jack and Jack, Basically, is is like a son to Ricky. Ricky will be, Ricky believe Ricky and the Canberra Raiders believe that if he's true to his word, that they'll announce his signing next week. That's really interesting, Sats, because they had a meeting with him early in the week, and Jack told him that he was staying. This is obviously before he flew up and met Wayne Bennett. Before yep. um, he caught up with Latrell and also South officials. There's so many interesting aspects to that story. Obviously, financially, like they can't compete, right? Yeah. If that's his motivation, then he's not going to South Sydney. Yeah. But Latrell Mitchell, who is his really good mate, has shown that you can live in the city and still live, you know, that rural life. Oh, as the well. Tari. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. so they, whenever their schedules allow, 
Souths allow him to go back up to the farm to do whatever he does to check out his cattle because Jack's a real country boy mm. as well. And that's why for so long, that's been a really good fit in Canberra. He hasn't had to do the city life. So potentially that could appeal in that, you know, he can still live in the city, but you know, head escape. back whenever he needs to yeah. and escape. Um, it's the first time that Jason Dimitru and Wayne Bennett, who's been mentoring him for all these years, have gone for the same player as well. Is that is this the first time? Yep. Yep. Wow. First time that they've actually done that. Um, and again, the selling points are just so different because Wayne will say, I want you to come in and I want you to play with me. And you know, we see you as this player, our marquee, et cetera, et cetera. If he goes up there, he only gets one year of Wayne Bennett mm. before that succession plan kicks in. And then Christian Wolf takes over the side. So they only get one year under Wayne Bennett. So that's a factor. Um, the money is better than what it is at South Sydney, but it's not the $4.4 million that's on offer from the Raiders. And the Raiders actually, what they did is they, they took that offer to head office, to the NRL to just say, we're putting this on the table. So if he takes, you know, a ridiculous amount less elsewhere, that needs to be investigated. Yep. So, but what, it puts a spanner in the works with that argument when he yep. when he plays as a centre. Yes, because he's that's on, a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a centre. Yeah. He's on centre money. Yeah, top centre money. And he could argue, Sats. He could say, "Look, um, I know that everyone wants me to play five eight. That's where I've been playing for the last eight years, whatever it may be. But I'm looking for longevity in my career, and I want to give it my best. And I believe that those years may be at centre. So that that could be." Viable sets, and I, I know you've spent a lot of time with South in recent times, so there would be a natural sort of lean towards them. But do you know what? I, and and Sugar, be sorry to cut you off. No. As much as I would love him to go to the team that I've followed ever since I was born, South Sydney, just to make them stronger. There's also part of me that wants Jack Whiten to be the reason that Canberra make it back to the top four. Yeah. And be the player that is able to be a recruiting tool for the team as well. We, we want to go and play with a player like Jack Whiten because he's not going to focus on origin. It's all going to be about club footy. So what would you tell Jack? If, if Jack came to you as an advisor, Sats, and you look into the rearview mirror on things you've done and conversations you've had and, you know, general life, uh, the finances play a part as well, of course. You know, his partner, is she from Queensland? She has links to, to, to Queensland, yep. So that's part of the appeal of going up there. Um, I mean, obviously, the... You can't overstate, understate the the friendship with Luttrell. So their mothers are related. Is They're right? both proud Wiradjuri men. Like they were, you know, inseparable when they went up to the World Cup. Like um, I cover a lot of the boxing stuff. They share the same management. Whenever there's a boxing thing in town and they're free, they're always there. There's and too many parallels, out. isn't there? Yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and yeah. and it means a lot in rugby league because of it does. Because as you know, as players, it's 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 the next whatever it may be. The, the legal su- supplement that you can take, everyone takes it. Or, yep. or something that you know, there's the shiny new toy. Everyone follows it. So rugby league, you can be very impressionable as a rugby league player, very easy during your career. So there's so many parallels with the South one. If you say to Jack, you, your question to Jack is, what do you want to le- what does your legacy want to be when you retire? As a player, what's yep. it want to be? And he said, might say, I want to win a premiership. Yeah, but you, you're one of a group of you know, 20 or 25 players that play in that club to win the comp. When you're at Canberra, if you're a one-team player your whole career, you could go down as Canberra Raider, one of Canberra Raiders' greatest ever players if you go through and win a comp and you're the big reason. So what do you? what's so important to your legacy? Is it to be you know, a, a greater influence in the Indigenous community? And by doing that, by going to South, I can play a bigger role in Indigenous communities with their programs. 
what's your legacy? That's yeah. That's where you make the decision. What, what so, are the, the four-year contract? What are yeah. the four years after that four-year contract look mm. like for you? Yeah. And, and the thing is where people go, I want to go there to win a premiership. Well, I reckon if the actuaries at the bookmakers or just mathematical experts said, okay, I reckon every player in the competition, if you price them up and said, okay, here's your chance to win a competition in the next four years, most players, like 95% of players, so you maybe take a clear out, will not win a competition or they wouldn't be priced to win a competition in the next four years. That's a good way to put it. They wouldn't be priced to. They wouldn't be priced yeah. to. Look, one team may win two of those competitions. They're not easy to bloody win. Yeah. They're, they're not. So you can't just turn up for a premiership. Yeah. I know he wants to tilt at it. It's, Jesus, yep. hard. It's, it's, look, he'll have a red hot tilt if he goes to the Rabbitohs. So in speaking to people, or, or, you know, in doing a bit of research on this, like basically the Raiders, despite the fact he told them he would likely stay like less than a week ago, they're almost resigned to him leaving now. What's yep. he got for your sets? Well, when you talk about the parallels that AP was just throwing up, straight away I thought, I thought he'd, you know, I really thought he'd start Canberra. I really thought that he'd be a one-team player. They really pressed, so they said, Scotty Sattler, we need to know where he's going. What, what would you answer? My gut's telling me South. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're the yep. same AP? South, yep. Okay. Well, I'd, just... I'd be surprised if he didn't end up there now. Okay. Um, Reptile's going to be off the bit. He's going to be loving this uh, all day. <laughs> um, I do like this. Uh, what was he? What did he used to call me? This is Rooster Man. But he says, Worm, uh, which me. is you. Yeah. He says, AP, which is you. He says, The Mad Russian, which is you. So there's only one name two left. Mad That's good. I, I'm normally the mad Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one name left, and I'm not a mad Russian, so it can't be me. He says Chief Wiggum. Clancy Wiggum. He said you blokes oh. haven't got long until the first at Mornington. Race one, number five at More. Uh, race number one. Race one, number five at Morphville, and race six, number six. God give him strength, says the Rooster Mongrel. Uh, hi, lads. Are you running a club? Are you resigning a junior like Tass on 300K or spending 850 on um, with Whiten? His track record, well, it says Andrew. That That's a great question. You know, like it's it, – it's, can you justify that 550 extra? Interesting that some players have got this mental barrier about like even the $1 million mark. Like I've heard of a couple of players who've said, I want to take – like 900 and something, because that way I'm not a million dollar man, mm. like, you know, because they, it comes with pressure and yeah. he's not going to be the man there. Like, you know, Latrell can be the man, Cam Murray can be the man, Damian Cook, Cody Walker. He's just part of a... He might a, not a, like, a, yep. as, as you say, he mightn't like it. Yep. Yeah. Being, being the Pied Piper. Is 850 the money at centre? That's a lot of money no, for a no, Well, I think that that would be by the end of, once you average it, it out... Because it wouldn't be that in the first couple of but years. But you're signing him as a centre and you're explaining to the NRL that he's a centre. Yes. But if Cody goes down, he's the first number six. If Latrell goes down, he's the first number one. Yep. So really, he's, he's the perfect place yep. for a number of positions. AP, can I ask you a question? And, and to be brutally honest and transparent, I don't know if things have changed, but they hadn't when I last brought this up. Why can't every single contract just be averaged out for the purpose of the salary cap? So if you sign, so they're talking about, and I know there's ratchet clause with things going up, but in the instance of Jack White, they're talking about 800, 800, and then it goes a million, a million. So it's 3.6 over four years, right? Shouldn't it just be 900 a year in the cap? 
I reckon I actually like the way it is because it all comes down to the dark arts of salary cap management. Yeah, but then, then and, and, not, that, that and, defeats the whole. The dark arts defeat the whole idea of having a salary cap in the first place. No, not necessarily because those players will still be in once you put all your top thirty in and your development players or whatever else. They have to come to a finite number, and as long as it hits that number or is just below, then I say pay on. That's good. And it's and, no, it's no and, and look, we've we've seen it in the past. I reckon Canterbury is a perfect example where they've said when Des Haslow is there. This is our premiership yeah, window, yeah. and we are going to pay these guys yep. massive unders in the first part yeah. of their year. Like for a Greg, tilt. For a tilt, and we hope that we break through the window and we win, and we'll worry about the issue in two years' time, and that's when the drama happens. So like, this is not a, a crack at Greg Eastwood, but he, he went on something like from 300 to 850 in the space of a season. Like, that's that's ridiculous, Like that, that discrepancy. But... That means that Canterbury have got to offload players as they ha- as they did in order to match it up in the back years of that that deal. But Dragons twenty ten, poor old Steve Price takes his team on his one a comp, and these massive contracts that weren't there in twenty ten when they win the comp. You but, know, like I, I just think that. But they they are manipulating least... the cap. Like if we're gonna, are we having a cap or we're not having a cap? It's just like budgeting at home. Yep. Yeah, but if we're having a cap, then we're having a cap. There's no manipulation where you get. You know, that that's my personal view. I, I don't like the fact that, you know, every few years there's three or four teams who it's their tilt year to have a co- – well, then why have we got a salary cap? Just the whole idea of a salary cap is that every year everyone's on an even terms. But back-ending – heavily back-ending contracts is, is, is back-ending yeah. headaches, basically. I get that. But – there are ways and means. Like if you know, if all of a sudden you say to that that player who's on a, a too much money, mate, go somewhere else. We'll subsidise you, or you're playing reserve grade. But yeah, why do you think the, gun coaches? Sorry to interrupt, but why do you think gun coaches are okay? I'm out of here now because they know they they've had the tilt, and then they go, I okay, it's, it's, oh shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> here. But the uh, good thing I'm is, I'm going up to Newcastle, for example. But but the Dragons got that premiership in the end. The problem is when you don't when you when you play that game. Yeah. And not everyone can do it. And then you've got all of these problems and you haven't had the success that you hoped. Your window is closed and you've got all of these back-ended contracts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have your say. Have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text 0457-736-736. We disagree, which I think is great. It's very healthy. If the, if the whole world agreed, uh, geez, vanilla ice cream would sell out well. Uh, Crunch Time brought to you by Azito Powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings and... Before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. Call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm not an expert on hip drops, but to me, all three of them look pretty similar. And I know which one has the worst result. If their feet are off the ground, then that's what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Go and ask Reg. I can't really adjudicate on what the referees are saying, but I believe it went upstairs to the bunker and they must have cleared it. Well, I'm not sure, but, you know, we'll let the, the people that need to look after that stuff look over it. I didn't see anything too dramatic with it, but I'm sitting up and I'm a coach, so it's just something, it's a tackle that's crept into the game. And again, I'm a, I'm a rugby league coach. And no coach in the, in the game is coaching players to go out and do that, obviously. We've got too much respect for each other, so it's unfortunate if there are some, but... You know, we let the, the officials adjudicate and we'll keep coaching and the boys will keep playing. Okay, boys, uh, two things here. We'll welcome our listeners, by the way, tuning in through SEN 1170 in Sydney, 693 Queensland, 1620 the Gold Coast.
Um, two things there. First thing is I agree with Kev. I, I don't believe there is a coach or club teaching that tactic. No way. And the second thing is, like, these press conferences with these coaches, if something had happened to a Broncos player as opposed to Parramatta, I reckon you could almost verbatim switch <laughs> the, the coaches having their say. Do you reckon? Or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Kevy said oh, it's something that's crept into the game. I, I disagree. It's been in the game for many, many years. Yeah. It's just probably more so focused on in this day and age. I suppose my concern with the, with what they're calling the, the hip drop is to give something a name most times in the game. Um, not always. It means usually there's some sort of reckless or intentional yeah. act that's a learned behaviour. I'll give you an example of like the, the grapple tackle, the cannonball, the chicken wing. They're all learned behaviours yep. at, at, at training. Premeditated. And they're given a name. And yep. a lot of the time it's it's the media come up with it and then the NRL adopt it and they use it as part of their... Chicken wing. That's, could, I, could I... One of, one of my... Uh, Course celebrates is that I uh, I actually named a tackle. This is this is my oh, was yours. so it was in about two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and there was an incident with Craig Wing where there was two blokes being held up, and then a third man came in, and I remember ringing Wayne Bennett about it, and he said, "Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, you know, normally it happens when there's someone prowling around the ruck." Oh, and I've just gone the prowler, the prowler. Wow! Yeah. So that's like if I achieve nothing else in my career, then I have <laughs> yeah. named an illegal tackling. So did any player so. get charged with prowling? Yes. yes. Wow! Back there in you the go. Day, so. Don't you get proud. Yes. Uh, you get proud when you hear the term prowler. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you an example. So, and this isn't even mine, but I've piggybacked on it. So we come up with a term. Sorry, we didn't. Brian Fletcher did bear's head of an A grade. If you're an A grader. I heard Tags and Simon O'Donnell in Melbourne, their show today, and Tags says, oh, he's an A grader, that bloke. And I'm thinking, I'm so proud of you, Brian. Yeah. That, that, well done. That is so in the vernacular. The Even vernacular. in the Prezenko household, like, I'll say to the son, like, did you unload the dishwasher? And he'll look sheepish at me and, and say, no, and I'll just go... A grade. <laughs> yeah. so my, my, son, my son never wears hats ever. He said, Dad, can you get me an A grade hat? Oh, like, yeah. It's, just, one it's well. taken it's over. So good. It's taken over. But, yeah, to name something means, it's, I, I believe, is something that, that has always represented something that's reckless or intentional in, in years gone by. Mm. Yeah. Something that's a learned behaviour. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the tackle they want to label a hip drop, 99% of them are all about momentum. And we're starting to try and add physics to the situation as well because, yes, you've got to keep your feet. Absolutely. You've got to try and keep your feet and get more control. But we're getting people assessing these tackles that have probably never been involved in the situation. And what I mean by that is is that there are so many moving parts in the game of rugby league. Uh, you, you cannot change a lot of the time if you lose control in a tackle. You can't change your momentum. And unfortunately... Like the Payne Haas one on Regan Campbell Gillard last night. It's wet, it's slippery. You've got a big man whose legs split, and all of a sudden you've got a 125 kilo man coming down on the side of him. Of course, something's going to happen to your hip or your groin. Yeah. And now he's looking at missing one week. And people go, hey, it's only one week. No, it's not, it's not because it's just one week. It, it's, you're taking a guy who's a really important part of the team and the game. It's one week where he possibly doesn't get Dally M points. It means a lot to take out the best one of the best players, if not the best player in your side, for one week when you've got great momentum on something as innocuous as what this is. Now, I will say, players do have to keep their feet. They've got to keep their feet so they don't get themselves in this situation. But it's easy to say it's harder to do when you're losing, you're losing the fight, you're losing the battle in the tackle. 
and then you don't intentionally drop down, unfortunately, when you lose the tackle and you lose your feet, physics takes over. I'd be fascinated to know if we re-examined games of footy when you were both playing and we looked at it forensically, were these exact same tackles happening? Oh, for sure. Well, I was saying to you boys off air. Taniela um, Tuiaki. There's a, there's a state of origin. Um, what would give a clue away for this? Uh, Valentine Hose is playing fullback for Queensland. This is probably... Uh, Clint Gutherson, there you go. Clint Gutherson playing right centre for New South Wales. There's a tackle in that game where a player does exactly what Marty Tapao did. You know, charges through for the kick and then clocks him with his knee accidental into the lemon spread. Nothing happens Rapida. to the player. Yep. What happened to Rapina? Exactly yep. right. And nothing happens, right? So so these things do happen in games. But to give you an idea, and there are people who are prolific tweeters, yep. Brian Fletcher is not one of those. So I'm going through Brian Fletcher's tweets and basically all his tweets are retweeting the run home with Joel and Fletch. He very rarely gets involved with the Twitter. First of the third, 2023, and even still he has very low characters. There's a broom and it says, please... First of the third. So I'm guessing that's when he was getting stuck into the Aussies for sweeping everything. Oh, okay, yeah. In the, in the cricket? Yep. In the test? So from there, that's 1st of March, not much going on. And then last night, 14 hours, oh, sorry, sorry, six days ago, Nathan Cleary kicks the field goal to win, to win the game. Mm-hmm. And all he writes is, Nathan the Michael Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then six days later... He writes, it's full stop, a full stop, contact, full stop, sport. Mm. It's a contact sport. And, you know, he's not a person who really gets into the meat of the bone when it comes to issues, but it is a contact sport. Yeah, it is. And it can go horribly wrong. And there are times it is reckless and it is intentional. You want to look at hip drops. There is, and they need to start grading them as well. They need to start grading the hip drops. If they're really going to be serious about it, there's Pat Carrigan, yep. which is a grade three, and you are sent off, duty care, not in the player, yep. intentional act, serve four to six on the sideline every day of the week. And then there's ones last night like Payne Haas. Don't look at the injury and the outcome of it, or, or Ezra Mam or whatever it may be. You know, is, is that, a, is that a, grade, a grade one, which is you get 60 or 70 points. You don't lose a week. But if you do it again and you get it again, you're going to miss a week. Yeah. So don't give the 100 points with represent used to represent one week. Is it something that's worth missing a week unless it's truly reckless and intentional? Or it's, just, it's, it's a player that has lost, lost the tackle and the momentum of the tackle is just... That's just the way the player falls. And a lot of the time, that's what happens. OK, riddle me this, boys. Riddle me this. And, and would you be open to this where... The referee makes a decision, as he would for a try, and you could argue that, you know, a decision with a 10 in the bin could have even more influence on a try. Would you be comfortable with referee, gut feel, bang, Sattler, 10 in the bin? Adrian Brzezenko, who's in the bunker, after 90 seconds goes, no, he, he shouldn't be in the bin for this particular thing. Sats, back at you go. No, I think that's... It's that's worth, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a debate. Because I get, I get where the referees they want to get the, they want to get the game going, keep yep. the momentum going. Yeah, okay, listen, you're off ten minutes, dangerous tackle, off you go. It may not work, but it's definitely worth a debate. Okay, you, I think you, it's you, worth a debate. You balked at it, AP, yep. but but for me, it could have as big an influence, maybe more, 
that a try being awarded. So mm. if you're in the bunker and you have seen the refs got it wrong, why aren't we fixing it up and sending it back here? What are your, what are your usually, thoughts? Usually that player isn't marched until the bunker's already had a look at the incident and tipped the referee anyway. Okay. That fair call. That yep. fair answer. But the, the, That's why you're the best in the business, player. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is, and look, obviously they're going to be without pain for a week, but we're going to, and you talked about it off, um, off, off offline stats, that you reckon that they can go all the way. We're about to find out a lot about this Broncos side in the next few weeks. So they've got Souths into Manly, Storm, Panthers, Warriors, Sharks. That's their run over the next few weeks. That's, you know, they looked good against, they beat up a, a Parramatta side that was coming off a five-day turnaround and, and hasn't played anywhere near the football that they did last year. But we're going to, we'll know in four or five weeks' time if this is a premiership winning, potentially a premiership winning side. I, I, I like to look at a side about round, I like to look at a side about round 16, round 17, how they're travelling and where are they within the, the top four. You know, it's fair to say someone outside top eight is going to really do it tough to win sort of three yep. or four games on the trot and get to a grand final day and, and win it. But outside of that, let's look at top four. Where you're sitting around, yeah, 15, 16, 17. And what sort of run have you got home? And it doesn't matter if you're playing hard teams, but how you're travelling, what do your injuries look like? How are your key players? Are they healthy? And if so, what's that momentum going to look like leading into the finals? It doesn't bother me whether... Yeah, in the next five, six weeks. If the Brisbane Broncos drop a couple of those games, it doesn't bother me. No. They've got young players who will recover. They're learning on the... Timing is everything in rugby league. And right now, for the Broncos, they've got players that have played 50, 60, 70 first-grade games now. They've been beaten up a little bit over a couple of years. Uh, they've faced a fair bit of adversity. And now the time is... Timing is really right now. When Flegler and Farnworth go to the Dolphins next year, they'll get a young kid by the name of Dean Mariner, who was an absolute freak. We're going to be talking about him for years. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. He's a, that's why they weren't too concerned about letting Her- Herbie Farnworth go. They know this kid's coming through. Wow. So I think this year's a, a really good window for them at the moment. So, so I actually reckon giving Payne Haas a week off is not the worst thing in the world yeah, either. True. Like, like he, I think part of the reason that he's been so effective this year is he didn't go to the World Cup. He, he got a freshen up when a lot of the other players didn't get a proper pre-season into them. Yeah, he's been posting ridiculous figures. I mean, after 30 minutes, he'd already run for 144 metres yesterday. And mm. it's no surprise that, you know, um, Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia are looking at him. I think giving him a, a, a freshen up would do the world a good for him at this time of the year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I look at it from a, I suppose selfishly, I look at it from a, you know, I think he'll be the best, one of the best front rows we've seen by the time he retires. You know, and we've said that at nauseam a lot yep. of us. I, I hate to say the best. I just think he sits at the same table as as Lazarus. O'Neill and Lazarus and Roach and, you know, Sivan Seaver and Webke and, you know, probably Artie sits that little bit, little bit above them. Yeah. He's probably sitting at the head of the table. Um, but in saying that, I'd love to see a front row win, win the Dally M. It's never happened. So, and, and he's a he's as good a chance as anyone. Well, yeah, this absolutely. scoring system, I think, it makes it more viable. Absolutely. J- just on Payne Haas, and I, I don't want to sort of poo-poo the idea of him being the greatest front row of all time, but I will say this: it's bloody hard when you're churning out those numbers. You're not; they're not robots. Like Jason Taumalolo, for example. Yep. Do you remember how dominant he was, was at the yeah. peak of his powers? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Like, h- how long can you actually keep doing that? Whereas a Cody Walker or a Jonathan Thurston or a whoever gun playmaker, yep. they, they're not in as many fierce confrontational mm. battles. 
So that that's my only reservation around paying top, top dollar long term for mm. those real just, you know, dominant stat makers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. The fact that he's got an offload too, like it just makes him so difficult to handle. Like, like he's not just a, a guy who's a battering ram. He's got skill. He's got footwork. Speed, stamina, he's the whole package. It's it's ridiculous watching him play. Yeah, I always look at, I think we spoke about this last week or two weeks ago, yeah, what constitutes a million-dollar player? And there's, there's a number of criteria that I look at, and one of those is do people get off their couch, get on public transport and go to the stadium to watch that player? Yeah. I would. I mean, I do. I, I, I watch the Broncos because I want to see what Payne's going to do. And if I get the chance to go to the game without commentating it, absolutely I will. Um, just really quickly... On the hip drop, sorry to go back to that, but we got just from the charges from that game last night, we've got Payne Haas, grade two, dangerous contract, first defence, one to two matches. Ezra Mam, grade two, dangerous contact, first defence, one to two matches. Jermaine Hopgood, grade one, dangerous contact, second offence, he gets a fine. What? So you've got a second offence, you get to play, but a first offence, he, first offence, he can't play. Is, that's not back. That's backwards. Isn't that is it? backwards. Yeah, it okay. is. Just, just quickly, Sats. In, in terms of rugby Australia, and we know that they've gone for Joseph Suali. I put it to you that, and they haven't obviously signed Payne Haas. But if they did, I dare say he could probably make more of an impact in that code than Joseph could. Matty Rogers, who is probably the best to comment on this, said he would be one of the most dominant number eights in the game. And what's that, Sats? Number eight. eight. Yeah. Well, number eight is yeah. You basically. Basically, you've got to be six foot five minimum. Um, you've got to be about 115 to 120 kilos. You're like an extension of the, in the rugby league, the second row, which they call the locks. Yes. And um, basically, you've got to have great mobility to be able to get around all facets of the field for the entire game. You don't come off. You don't come off. So, mo- one of the most important roles in the game. And he said he'd be, he'd be an unbelievable number eight. You know, again, I've, I've been saying on Sports Day for the last couple of weeks. What's really important, and I've said on this show as well, what's really important to Payne is that you know, his mother's going to spend a, a long time incarcerated. Mm. He wants to be close to her to be able to, you know, to be able to visit her whenever he can. He's not going to be doing that while he's waiting in stopover in Heathrow Airport. No, that's, you know. that's exactly right. And if he wants to go on holidays and see the world by playing rugby, he can do it on end of season trips with his mates. Oh, so I remember um, speaking to um, Anthony Seabold um, about Payne when I wrote something that that he was being courted by rugby clubs, and they said that, and he likened him to uh, Billy Vinopola, like, yeah. who I, I don't know who, who mm. that is, but, you know, he's someone who's coached him and said that, like, he would transition without any any shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Before we break, boys, just a quick one. Roger Tuovasashek. Oh. Okay, so don't forget that he was Foster, who's the All Blacks coach. He was the brainchild of him, who he is now departing, okay? Yep. Unlikely, people are saying, my spies in New Zealand, that he would make the World Cup squad, Roger Tuovasashek. The Super Rugby Grand Final happens 24th of June. Mm. That's if they made the Grand Final. He's with the Auckland Blues? Yes, yeah, which, which, which they're a going, chance, yeah. right? Yep. 30th of June cutoff, I believe, after COVID. Yes. Now we're back to yep. 30th of June. We are back to yes 30th of June. Yes or no yep. that we see Roger Tuovasashek with the Warriors in 2023? I'd love to see. It. Yeah, I'm, why not? If, if they I can, say no. If they can do it, and especially like they're they're going, they're flying at the moment. Imagine yeah. putting Roger Tuivasa-Sheck into that side. I know. Absolutely. If I'm Cameron George or Mark Robinson running that club, 
Hundred percent. I, I hope he comes back. Yep. Absolutely. But you think it won't happen? I don't think it will. I think he went over there for a reason. Yep. And I think he'll stick. From from all reports, he's a man who's. But if got, he's not in the side, he's, he's all clear. Yeah, but if he, will they know the World Cup squad by then? That's a good. That's a better question. That, so, that's a very good question. They, they, they the must world, know by then. Surely, they don't know the World Cup a... squad by then. By before June thirty, or it is back to June thirty, isn't if it? If they've selected it. Say they've selected it early June, mm-hmm. and they're now bombed out Auckland Blues. Would you see him in a Warriors jumper? So therefore, he's, all his commitments if are done. He, if he doesn't make the squad, if yeah, he, yeah, absolutely, out, then, yep. yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Okay. That'd be that. Wouldn't that be a nice little twist in the tail? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. This is crunch time. Adrian Pazenko, Scotty Sattler, uh, myself is Joel Kane, and of course the Mad Russian is here as well, <laughs> paneling all things here. The run home. Uh, it was yesterday, crunch time today. A break it back with more. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, the crunch time. Crunch time, Adrian Prosecco. Very hard when you say the run home many, many times through a week. Okay, boys, we've got many, many texts here, so we should dive straight into those. Satsy, the first one that grabs your attention, and we yep. are here, of course, for crunch time, all thanks to Azito, who have been great partners of the show, and dial before you dig. Uh, what have you found, Sats? Uh, Spanky says, what do you recommend to fix the hip drop sats? There's no way that this foot lifting is some unlucky fluke in the game. I'm going to lift my legs. Who cares if, if, a, if a leg breaks? No, it, Spanky, it's, it's not deliberate that they're lifting their legs to, to drop on the backs of the, the ankles or the, or the heels of players. And if you go back and look at footage for many, many years, it is just purely a player that loses any control in the tackle. Yeah. And they do everything they can to hang on, whichever way they can. And momentum plays a huge role in that. And that's what I say. And Daniel from New Zealand is saying, oh, it sounds like rugby, keep your feet. But unfortunately, you have to. The minute you take your feet off the ground. But in saying that, when the feet do go off the ground, the intention is not to maim or injure the opposite player. That's the mindset, that's the mindset of the player. Now, when Pat Carrigan did it, and this is not upset against Pat Carrigan. I love the guy. I love watching him play. Um, but what he did that day, I think it was at, I think it was at Dolphins now home ground at Redcliffe Stadium. Yeah, he grabbed the player, folded his body, and just dropped straight back onto the heels. Like that was a that was a really reckless act. Yep. There was no duty of care at all. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he served a lot of time on the sideline for it. What's what's what what do you recommend? Well, I don't like seeing players leave the field for ten minutes when when it's an unintentional act. Yep. Yes, they have to have a scatter game approach to it to try and eradicate it out of, out of the game in some way, but you're going to have a real battle trying to get rid of this out of the game when momentum's involved. Oh, I totally agree. And, and this analogy, right, you, you'll say, well, it's not an XPT, but you see the movies where someone's grabbed onto a train, for example, and your foot, just, your feet just can't keep up with what's going on. And, and yes, admittedly, it's far slower, the act of a player charging through, but... When you're sort of half an hour into a game or whatever it is and the player is going the other direction and maybe your legs are sort of getting tangled up and not going the right way, well, well you have to sort of free yourself out of that situation. You have by to letting just you, drop off. You have to drop – well, but they don't drop off in the tackle. They don't. In a competitive game, you're not going to let go of the opposition player because you know in the video session next week yeah. you're going to be highlighted. Well, when the it's, it's when the, the alternative of, is you're off for for ten minutes and potentially for another game or two, but it's like, in a split second. Yeah, like, like it's it's you're not even thinking about it until the time you're actually caught. Yeah, and they're so used to making a tackle. Yeah, the, the ten thousand times since they're under sevens making a tackle, mm. it's just not, it's not natural for them just it? to yeah. drop off a tackle. Yeah, isn't it? exactly right. This is why, as a forward, for example, you're trying to to run in between defenders. Because you put the two defenders in two minds, 
They're going to try and make contact. Are they going to clash heads with their teammate on either side? Am I going to win the tackle? All of a sudden, oh, no, Payne Haas drags, drags between defenders. I've got to try and hold on for dear life. And momentum finds you at the back of Payne Haas mm. more times than the front. And these unfortunate things will happen. It's AP, it, I've just texted the text board myself. Right? Yes. And said, hey, Sugar. You're reading your own text now. That, yeah, yeah. I've texted yeah. myself and I'm answering. Hey, Sugar, you reckon you made 10,000 tackle attempts in your career? <laughs> You're kidding. No, <laughs> That's on me. I, I, I think you made 10,000 attempts. I'm, I don't yeah. think you made 10,000 tackles, no, though. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, keep coming. What, what else you got there, Satsy boy? I uh, got here. Hi, lads. Nothing wrong with the game. Very enjoyable to watch. This is from 428. Bad or dirty tackle, sin bin and suspension. Just move on and don't do it again. Have a good day. So 428 saying, continue what we're doing. If they do something wrong, put them in the bin, yep. sin bin them. Let's just move on. It's it's a good point because well, I it's the reckon, easiest way to get over it, isn't well, it? Well, not just that. Like I know that that's been an issue this season, but it's been one of the best starts to a season I can remember. Yeah. I know oh. we keep saying that every – yeah, we, we, we get very negative and we pick on things. and we'll, Head office has to get rid of this – tackle out of the game and they're not going to get all of them right mm. but when you sort of take a, a deep breath and a step back the game's going pretty good at the moment oh 100 percent, i agree with that uh this one comes from the dirty flamingo uh, joel <laughs> no may martin or fisher harris penrith every day when sides are at full strength says dirty flamingo and sats making a very good point like it's all timing mm. you, you need teams in form you need teams healthy but you're absolutely right dirty flamingo you lost to the broncos by a point you lost to the Parramatta Eels Point. in Golden Point, yep. and you lost to the South Sydney Rabbitohs when you led by eight with six minutes to go. Yeah. They're, they're flying. Yeah. With, with those outs, you're absolutely right, Dirty Flamingo. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 You're breaking back with more. Righto, bring it in, boys. Team talk, team talk. Yep. Halfway What's through. What's up? Uh, well, it's half time for, for yeah. our man. Not half time for us. That's, that's, that's <laughs> an hour and a half away. We're 20% into the, yeah, into the show. Yeah. We're an hour and a half away from half time yeah. for our man, AP, mm. who is – he's the – uh, marquee player on this program yep. on yep. a Saturday. Yep. No, well, a, well, you are. I'm a, I'm a centre on fullback money. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, there you go. There you go. Um, yes, uh, I'm a winger on um, uh, Park Spaceman winger <laughs> money. Anyway, let's go to this bloke who is on the big dosh. Labroke 7.15, May 6 at the Gardens. Newcastle, great night at the Gardens. The Nara Puppy Classic runs tonight, though. Uh, and the man, Simon Orchard's there. G'day, Simon. Good afternoon, fellas. Bloody hell, how good is it waking up Saturday morning yeah, with Bronco. another Broncos win, eh? Oh, He's a Bronco. Yeah, he He's is. a Bronco. And, Sam, I've got to say, you, you gave me a tip on the big showdown on, uh, was it Wednesday night? It was too. She's a Pearl, and the other name escapes me, and you said, no, nah, She's a Pearl, have too much. And she's a Pearl got up. Yeah, spot spot on, boys. Yeah. You can feed whoever you want to feed this week, mate. She's a Pearl, the champion that she is. She knocked off Simply Limelight. Unfortunately, Simply Limelight picked up a bit of an injury as well, so... Uh, but it doesn't matter, boys. If you back She's a Pearl, you went straight to the tab, claim your ticket, then you can buy whatever you want on a Wednesday night. Beautiful. Bloody good, eh? Yeah. Uh, so, how would you go last night, mate? How would you spend your Broncos victory? How would you watch it? <laughs> I was on the couch yeah. uh, with a uh, Brookvale Union ginger beer. Oh. Uh, surrounded by them, I was. They got a new passion, <laughs> they got a new, uh, passion fruit one out, actually. Have they? Yeah. Don't mind yeah, they, they've got a couple of um, they've got a couple of different ones, boys. But the, the ginger beer, that's where my roots lie. I absolutely love it. And look, I cover a bit of grief on another show I do on this on this um, network for drinking. Uh, what were we talking about? Bacardi Breezes. Blake Ferguson or Josh Dugan? <laughs> yeah, let, let's give the host a shout out, please, Simon. Who are you talking about specifically? 
Uh, well, Sats, he's everywhere. He's on the show as well. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know who run, who, who's in charge of that, that show. Like, we don't know. We actually don't know. We don't know. So one night we're doing, a show, we're doing a, a cross with Simon. What's going on tonight, Simon? He goes, well, I'm just sitting at home looking after the kids, having a beautiful Bacardi breeze. And we said, what? Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Is it one of those pink ones? <laughs> 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 Stand for life, I was. Yeah. Hey, Simon, if you had to, I reckon I could guess. Or then again, maybe not. If you had to lock in now, if you knew the Broncos had won the comp, who won the Clive Churchill? Oh, good question. Oh, gee whiz. Um, Oh, look. Paying Arsby, paying two bucks, I reckon. He's, just, he's, an un, he's an immovable object. Who's the last front row? Halfback would be very Mate, close. Reynolds and, and, and uh, the fullback. Um, Halfback. Reynolds. Re- Reynolds yeah, have, yeah, have a big say, and Reese Walsh would have a big Who's say. Ezra Mann would have a cheeky say. Last front row to Carrigan would have a cheeky say. Brent Kite? Last yep. front row to I'll, I'll lock yeah. that in. Okay. Yep. They won, Willie they won 40 to 10. He did too, 2004. How does the front row get the Clive when you win 40 nil? Scored a try. Did he? Brent Kite, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when front row scores I'll a 40 nil win, yeah. Yeah. Boy, Boys, I'll tell you what I do love about the Bronx at the moment. And, that, you know, I think this comes with age. But Adam Reynolds is just he just directs the team around perfectly. And you, you look at a lot, a, a lot of other comp, uh, teams in the comp, they just seem like they lack a bit of direction and a bit rudderless at times. It always seems to just know what to do or what's required. When You know, whether it's kicking early in the set, whether it's pinning the opposition on their own line. He's I know an angry little man. Out, but, yeah, He's an angry that. little man. He doesn't smile. He's got that little that red fern comes out. What of was the motorbike thing? Did we see Charlie that? Charlie Cameron. Who's he? the Brisbane Lions. Superstar for the Brisbane Lions. He does the motorcycle when, he's, oh, when he kicks a goal. So he was just sort of celebrating another and I, Brisbane. And, 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 I go, and maybe he's a Darwin boy, yeah. Charlie Cameron. I'll have to check. But I thought being in Darwin, maybe that's why he did it. But... Being Brisbane Broncos, Brisbane Lions, it's definitely a Charlie Cameron. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. What, what do you got, Simon? Uh, boys, we've got a few things. Now a puppy classic tonight's worth $40,000. Group 3 event. If you look through the honour roll this race, the absolute stars have come out of it. So this is just for young dogs. Bandit Ned, Skyway, Fantastic Spiral. They've all gone on to win, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they started in the Nara Puppy Classic. So young dogs going around tonight. It's race six on the card at Nara. If I had to have a bet, I'd go number two, Tarawai Rocky. So that's the Nara Puppy Classic tonight. The 7.15 that you mentioned off the top, it starts next Friday. It's worth 500 grand, boys, oh. this race. Uh, not bad for about 40 seconds worth of work. Last night we saw a good lead-up race. Zipping Whiskey won. He upset some of the favourites to win the 7.15. Nanga Rocket ran second. Corbor Magic, one of the best stayers in the country, ran third. And Bandit Jane finished down the track. So last night it was just a nice little taster for the 7.15 heats, which start next Friday at the Gardens. And then, boys, tonight, if you wanted to have a bet, these are some of the best bets around New South Wales. So we'll go Nara, race seven, number one, Country Roy. Race seven, number one, Country Roy at Nara. Then at Wenty Park, race eight, number two, Lend Me Dad. Reigning Maitland Cup winner, should be hard to beat. And the swinger is back. Oh. Modern swinger, the dog of the show, he's back. And he's going, to be, he's going to be really hard to beat as well. So I'm tipping him as well. Race four, number four at Wenty Park, modern swinger, the dog oh, of the show. Yes, I love that horse. Dog, <laughs> dog, dog, rather. Dog, rather. But, but, he's, but he's a swinger. He, he, he's really interchangeable. Swings. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Um, good on you, Simon. Great to chat, mate. We appreciate that. Yeah, have a great week, boys. There we go. Uh, fascinate Trump. What are, the money? what are the money in Greyhounds now? Yeah, I know. Mortified got the cash last week. Uh, the lab broke 7.15.
the world's richest staying race, May 6th at the Gardens, Newcastle. And by the way, as you know, this is crunch time thanks to Before You Dig Australia and Azito powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. This is NRL Crunch Time. <laughs> that <laughs> certainly is. Casey from Rest, West Ride, rather, not Rest Wide. Uh, West Ride. Yes. West Ride. You'll yes. be careful how you say that. Yes. Uh, Casey from West Ride. She Take said it's never company. sounded better. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, crunch time before you dig, Australia, and Azito powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. Have your say. We've had a couple of wins already so far this week. Uh, the Broncos, who blasted out. They got all the damage done in the first uh, yeah. half, to be fair. And then, of course, a famous, famous win on Thursday night. A famous, famous win. Anyway, have your say. one three hundred, Just like Casey from West Ride, have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Welcome she those has through. her say, don't worry. Oh, does she have? Oh, yes. Okay, that's fantastic. 1170 in Sydney, 693 in Queensland, 1620 the Gold Coast. Righto, boys, let's get into a bit of uh, talk topics here. Roger Tuovasashek. Two years since he left for... It's only two years. He left for... He'll be returning to the Warriors in 2024. I think, personally, it'll happen late 2023. And this is a bit of a bugbear of mine. Well, they've got one spot in the top 30, haven't they? Well, this, to me, is the greatest salary cap rort in the comp, right? It's this. Okay. At the end of the day, it all comes down to who wins the bloody grand final. Mm. And Penrith used – and they didn't actually use him in the game. He was injured. But Tavita Pangai Jr. So in the case that Roger Tuovasashek turned up – to the Warriors in 2023. And just as a hypothetical, they made the grand final. So he joins them in July, July, August, September. So best part of three months and then the grand final first Sunday in October. You could pay Roger Tuovasashek 200000 to have, for three months' work, yep. to have a $1 million player available to you on grand final day. The only thing that I would say is that that's better than the situation with say, Tavita Pangai, because he's an actual Warriors player. He's going to be there next year. It's not yep. like he's coming in and he's coming out for a hit-and-run, two-month job. Yep. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's right. So it's, yep. not a, it's not a detour, so to speak. Yep. But the other thing, what, where I'm going to here is AP, is that so that, that will be allowed pro rata of the cap. Yep. But they put the cap back to when the contracts start, which is November 1. Mm. There's no games played in November. There's no mm. games played in December. There's no games played in January. No games played in February. If you're going to pro rata out a contract, it's got to be from round one. So if you – therefore, instead of having, you know, like X percent available to Roger two of us check, yep. now we're, you know, less of a chunk into the actual season, not so much into the duration of a 12-month window of the contract – and therefore you'd see less players. I, I don't know that Tavita Pangai Jr. would qualify from Broncos to Penrith to, to Canterbury yep. if we took into to effect round one pro rata, not November one pro rata. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's a fair point because I I know he didn't play in the grand final, but they might not have made it without him. Yeah. 
Mm, true. Yeah. What do you think, Sets? Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree. It's a, yeah, and this is where the sal- you talk about the the machinations of juggling a salary cap. It's a really important part of the salary cap. Uh, being able to being able to judge and manoeuvre your your squad, even late into the season. Yeah. And and I'm a, I'm a huge fam of the loan system. Yeah. Under some oh, so re- am I. under some yep. really strict stipulations. Of course, it can't just be a free for all. Um, but this is where managing your your salary cap and your squad is really important in that back end of the season. When if the loan system came in, it would you'd, this would be happening a quite a bit from okay. around eighteen on. Okay, let, let me give you a really good example. A really good example. So when does Jack Whiten come off contract? Well, no, October thirty. So is, is Jack? Where is Jack Whiten playing round one next year? Do we know? No, well, we don't, it's it's not confirmed. No, but it's not Canberra. Well, it can well, be. He's, he's still he's under got, contract. He's got an option that he could yes, trigger. Yes, but he's he not contracted to, to Canberra no. next year. Okay. Hypothetical. Canberra are not in the running. And Canberra come to the conclusion that he's leaving the club. Yep. So if I'm Canberra, right, money is money. Yep. So why? what's our guess that Jack Whiten's on? At the moment? 850, 800. Yeah. Okay. Not Give much change in that, right? Yep. Not much change in that. So if I'm them, I'm going, okay, well, if we can save... 150 grand or whatever that number be is, well, why wouldn't you do it? And Thank they, you. And they give him to a team that's in a premiership window. That's that's my point. Yep. And then the, the team, so there is a team, and maybe it's South Sydney. Yep. So so if I was running a business and a team, I would strategically leave 150 grand in my cap and a, and a 30th spot for this exact reason. Well, well, pretty much every team does it now. Like they don't fill that 30th spot until the moment they have to. Yep. And we're talking about loans. Like a perfect example is Sam Walker, right? If he's still playing reserve grade in three weeks' time, then West Tigers hello. or someone else, hello, you know, like they need to be on the phone and just saying, you know what, he's too good for reserve grade. Let him come and play first grade with us. If Luke Keary or Joey Manu gets injured, you can have him back. We won't make him play against you. Yep. But if those conversations aren't being had, then people aren't doing their jobs. The best negotiations in the world are win-wins, right? Yep. And we're in the entertainment business. So if Sam Walker hypothetically went to the West Tigers for a month, for two months, if... And the, they could recall him if there was an injury 100%, at any time. Yep. It's, it's good for the game because of the interest, yep. right? There'll be... It's good for the West Tigers, and it's good for the bloody Roosters yep. to see him playing, continuing to play first grade. Well, you yep. brought this up with Jonah Pezzett a few weeks ago. Of course. Ago. Yeah, great great example as well. You got your halves back, and, um, you know, Ryan Pappenhausen's going back, or if not, Nick Meaney's filling in at fullback. It makes sense for Melbourne to, to get some experience. Harry Grant-like. I think there's going to be some kind of commitment. So, Roos, if you're going to do it, look, we want him for a month. You know, yep. you know, and if for whatever reason something happened to Joey Manu or Kiri, well, come on, you know. Yeah. It's it's not a video easy store. Um, <laughs> how, but, how are they going? Yeah, well, they're going great. <laughs> they're going fantastic. Um, so, there you go. And the other – boys, I asked Matty Johns, and he agreed with this, and I'd be interested in your, your thoughts – I have a, had a long-held view, and we're going to be doing Let It Ride a bit later on, track conditions. So I was actually at the Sharks game taking on the Roosters, and it was pizzling down rain. And for me, that's not a Sam Walker game at mm. all. Not at all. So, And, and Joey Marner didn't touch the ball. Wouldn't, isn't that the type of game where you go track conditions and go, Sammy, this is, mate, no offence, this is not a Sammy Walker game. You're out. 
we're playing seven forwards or we're playing Joey Manu at six. Isn't isn't it interesting that like a game like cricket where you take one look at the pitch and just go, Champ, you're not playing, we're having we're not having three seamers on yeah. this deck. Mm. Whereas in we, we just lock league, in our seventeen. It's like that's it. Yep. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. We don't do it. We've got all the metrics yeah. in the world, but is anyone keeping score and go, hey, coach, uh, I've just realised that uh, Sammy Walker, his last six games in the wet, not good. So he's not a mud runner. He's not like, a mudder. Like, he's he's not a mudder. <laughs> but I guess imagine being Sam Walker and just told you can't play in the wet. Like, and he'd be, can you just imagine he'd be listening to Brian Wilkie or whoever else every time just go, oh, no, yeah, what's yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then whoever's replacing him is yeah. doing a rain dance out the front. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilkie on Saturday at Homebush, it will be raining and. And oh. Sam Walker is out. Sam yeah. Walker is not playing. <laughs> but I'll tell you another one, and I promise you this. Uh, I reckon Tyrell Sloan is far from a mud runner. He, he's no he, – he his game in the mud versus him on a good for yeah, – He needs a highway, doesn't he? He needs, yeah. a, he, he needs a road, <laughs> 100%. And, and I don't believe with all this technology we have, we've got our little trackers in the back, we've got all this, I don't believe that we're enough – uh, factor in a player's performance on the ground. Mm. And if you asked every single player, what's your preference of the ground? They'd all have different preferences. Yeah, absolutely. But we don't as clubs factor in that at all. Anyway, have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Sugar, any updates on the Margaret River Championships? Greatly appreciated. Thanks, says Paramat. Well, we'll get to that very, very shortly, which means Seal saying, boys, just take the call first, take the call first, whilst I research what the bloody hell's going on at Margaret River. Well, we can do that. Surfing. This bloke's back in town, and I say back in town, he's in New Zealand. The Warrior Holic is there. Hello, mate. Yeah, mate, good to be home out of here on the uh, lovely seaways of Patapatamu Beach Golf Course. Um, <laughs> boys in the afternoon. Lovely way. Hey, um, I'd like to do a bit of a, a Buzz Rossfield and um, complicate a simple system here oh, um, <laughs> I'm not part of this the, I, I, touched, I touched on this a little bit last weekend um, the, the salary cap thing is there not a way that like you can reward clubs who you know, to re- retain locally developed players so you know if you sign them as a junior 10% of their salary, salary cap after they go to first grade doesn't go into the, the overall cap because I feel like clubs like you know, um, Penrith us hopefully over the next few years get punished trying to retain them, and yet the Roosters do absolutely nothing to contribute to Junior League and just pillage everyone. Yet they, you know, because of their environment, it's pretty easy for them to attract top players at unders. So that's one thing I'd like to, to look at with the salary cap. Two two things there, Warrior Holic. I'd push back a little bit because under-20s, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't actually think many clubs do anything for juniors as far as, you know, under 14s, under 15s. I actually don't think the actual first grade clubs do too much for their uh, their health of their competition personally. However, when it gets to that 19s age, the Roosters are recruiting kids and they do have a lot of investment in recruitment. But I do agree. I, I just think that we don't reward enough. And I go back to the salary cap of Melbourne Storm years ago. Nobody, most players in that team, you'd never heard of until they put the purple jumper on. And they develop them themselves from players on worth nothing, basically, to six, seven hundred thousand dollar a year players. I do believe that we do make our system is set up for mediocrity. And so, once upon a time, when you were a club, Warrior Holic and, and Sugar Fletch, uh, sorry, Sugar and AP, 
Um, smaller head than Fletch. Yeah, but um, just, just. once upon a time, club's junior develop, development was bringing players from the country at 14, 15, 16, whatever it may be, flying down on weekends to play SG yep. ball, and they're in their system within their postcode. Yep. Now, players who are 16, 17, 18, 19, they're doing it remotely now. So you can still be involved in a big junior path. Even if you're the Roosters and you don't have a junior comp, you can have players scattered around the country that are contracted to you and are part of your what they call pathways programs. So it's easier for teams like the Roosters now compared and, and Panthers who have got this huge nursery. So it's sort of a little bit like for like still because the Roosters still have this ability to go all these other regions and sign all these players and develop yeah. them. They bring them in twice a year. They update them every week uh, via remote coaching access, whatever it may be. So your pathways programs are pretty much the same across a lot of clubs. Some do it better, some don't. But when it comes to players, it's easy to access players for clubs who don't have junior comps in their local regions, if that makes sense. Yes, I know yeah. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So to, so to keep those players and then bring them through 16, 17, play first grade and still have a dispensation for them is a lot easier today than what it was years ago. How important, Sats, we need to break, but how important is it that we have, it, or is it important that you have a successful Jersey flag team, uh, SG ball team, Harold Matts, yeah. Harold Matts, is that actually important? I think it is. It is. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something for kids around that age to strive towards, first and foremost. Um, but then if you then it comes down to how good you've, you've, you're recruiting and your foot, general manager of football are to be able to keep those core players together. Yep. Like we're seeing at Penrith now. Well, they like, won like all those seeing, comp, The Panthers won all those comps last year, like all the way up to NRL level. Like we're seeing at the Broncos right now, all these players that have played a lot of rugby league together. I ran into a coach who'd been at various clubs and he went to the 20s Penrith side, or the flag, whatever it's called, and he was blown away by the professionalism. So if anything else, what it does, it gives you an environment where you're already setting the standards and from there you cherry pick you're in the box seat to take the ones you want. Yep. Anyway, the fact that uh, our man, the maestro, has done this to me 20 times <laughs> suggests we must take a break. <laughs> this is Crunch Time brought to you by Zito Powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. It's time to say hey to the social bet with Dabble. Tommy Poppins has joined us for a banter and a bet. Go on, have a dabble. What are you really gambling with? Yes, hello, Tommy Poppins. How are you this morning? I am fantastic, mate. How are you? I'm really good. What's going on in the world of Dabble? Oh, well, look, we've got the racing stream today uh, from 3 o'clock on the Dabble app. We've got Angry Dad on the stream who, I mean, I just love this guy. Well, two guys, Mark and Dylan. They're both cracking guys. And we've got Sam Highland and Tim O'Connor as well. So there's going to be plenty of tips, plenty of banter, and probably even more tips. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Well, we know Dabble's about having a banter and a bet. What's on the banter channels at the moment? Well, this one's coming straight from me, right? So Jack White and your mate from the Raiders has retired from State of Origin and international call-ups. I think you don't give up on your country. Your country gives up on you. What do you reckon? No, 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 no. I will not have my boy Jack White and slandered like that. I think he's le- he's... He's, uh, you're leaving before you left, Tommy. I think that's good life advice for anyone, baby. <laughs> Are you trying to get something? Do I, need to, do I need to start packing my bags before I get asked to quietly leave? Is that what you're saying? Uh, 
I don't know. I just, I'm just saying you leave before you left. So I think, I think he's made a good choice. I think it's good for him and good for the family and good for the reputation too. Well, to be honest, hopefully it's good for the Raiders, you know. Hopefully he gets a little bit more rest and he can be firing on all cylinders for the Raiders. We'll see, won't we? Um, that's if he stays. Um, that's if he stays. Um, look, that's we've, if he stays, for sure. On... Yeah, I know, I know. Um, we both put on uh, a same game multi for the Cowboys uh, and the Knights tonight. I've gone with the Cowboys. I've got them to get the first 14 points and I've got Gaga to score any time. What have you gone for? Okay, well, I think this is a it's a hard, not an easy game because they're both sides that can kind of throw up anything. I look, look, like at first glance, you go, yeah, the Cowboys should win it, but they haven't been winning all those games that they should win. So I've actually gone uh, Newcastle to win, Chad Townsend to score. Now, that is a bit of a rare one, but I am a big fan of Chad Townsend and Lockie Miller to score. He's been on fire for the night. Awesome. And look, you know, don't be, don't be um, tame about it. Tell people what your, your name is on the Dabble app so they can give you a follow. <laughs> Well, it's very, very original. It's Jaleesa Apps. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it should be easy enough there is to only give one. you a follow, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, Look, exactly. Um, well, we, we have 45 copies on our bets um, from Dabblers last week. So let's see, let's see who can get the most uh, this week. Uh, thanks so much, Jaleesa, and to everyone as ever. Uh, don't forget you can download the Dabble app, copy these bets with a simple click and hopefully we'll see everyone in the banter channels during this week's live streams thanks tommy see trending bets from profiles like robbie farrah spud carroll chris walker and plenty of others get following crunch time and have a dabble go on have a dabble what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au the last uh, it certainly is crunch time before you dig. Australia and Azito bring us that. Uh, live golf tees off down under. The biggest stars with the biggest prizes. Switch over to the SEN app to listen live now or listen later. Doesn't matter. You can stay listening to us if you so wish. Uh, in the meantime. Matty Rogers is down there. He's down there. He's down there. Both he and uh, Paddy Walsh whispering Pat. What's your guess, live golf? Like what, what happens, boys, in three years' time? Um... Well, I suppose we can compare it to Super League and, and ARL. Uh, but in saying that, I, I, I feel as though – and Phil Mickelson, and I've never been a huge fan of Phil Mickelson, and he's with Live Golf. I think he summed it up really nice in a text today. He said, you know, the PGA is for a majority of golf fans, but there are some that want something different. And so Live is offering something different, which is – it's like a party on the on the golf course. It's, uh, yeah, DJs and, and rock music and the – the players are introduced in a completely different way. The crowd is absolutely crazy. It's like that Phoenix Open 16th hole, I think it is, where – and, yeah, there's going Do to they be... have a party hole? Well, that's what it is, yeah. That's the part, yeah. right. Okay. And so uh, there's – what they're doing so, is very smart, Liv, is because they're engaging a really – a younger – Yeah. A younger demographic. And yep. so it's a really smart marketing ploy that they've played. Totally agree. Yeah, by the way, uh, Steve from Manly right? said, G'day, boys, love the show. <laughs> And a big fan of Live Golf also, but I'm out the front and I have no buzzer. Is it possible to let me in? Steve O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got a pass? Does how, he have a pass? How long he's, do we leave him out there? He's still on probation. <laughs> he is. He is. Now, so, on, on Live Golf, uh, the, one, the, the match in Adelaide at the moment, 
Uh, Taylor Gooch is leading on 12 under. And if we go down to some of the other names that we know, Phil Mickerson at 16 under, uh, Cam Smith at five under, Brooks Kepka at five under as well. So remember, there's only three rounds, not four rounds. No. Live. Yeah. What about the um, the the uh, PGA? The PGA. The US PGA. Mm-hmm. Like you had this battle where John Rahm is going to take it out. And he was taking on, who was the one at the top there for a while who shat himself? John Rahm. No, no. Brooks Kepka. Kepka. No, yeah. Brooks Kepka. So Brooks is live. Yeah. And Phil Mickelson yep. is live. Mm. And you could just imagine as Johnny Rahm sort of loomed up on the outside, <laughs> Liv would have been pulling his tail, wouldn't they? <laughs> and vice versa for the PGA, pull the tail of Brooks Kepka. Yes. You know, it's just fascinating how much is at stake. Mm. Isn't that like when Super League and the ARL came back together and then it would have been Newcastle versus Brisbane? Yes. And that would have been the that would have been a Super Bowl game and I think they smashed Newcastle, didn't they, when they played them the first time? They did, yeah. Oh, did they? The Broncos did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Nineteen ninety eight, it was two it was two Super League teams. It was two. Canterbury and the Broncos, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, there you go. Anyway, um Do we count the Broncos? I mean, of course we count it. Is the Against Broncos, the Sharks. Broncos premiership, is that regarded as a, a genuine premiership or not? It's, it's one of those ones that will always have an asterisk next to it, won't it? Yeah. They had the bigger crowd, just FYI, than the uh, ARL out of interest. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was played at... 58,000 um, or something as opposed to... Stadium, the old Commonwealth Games in 1982 mm. But to answer your question, it feels as though it never happened. Yeah, I know. Don't yeah. you reckon? Whereas the Newcastle win against Manly is regarded as one of the... One of the great grand still, finals. Still yeah. today, I still believe it's one of the greatest grand finals I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. The history books will say that the Knights won 1997. Yep. Uh, Rightio, supercars update for Fuso. Canter's in stock now. Job done. What have you got, CLO? Uh, the, I don't know how well my mic, oh, mic's not going too well, Charlie. No, that's all right. Well, I'll take you through it because I just happen to be keeping across at the Repco Supercars <laughs> Championship. <laughs> Happens to be next weekend. That's the event three. Uh, and it is supported by the Super 2 Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia by memory. The Haltech V8 Super Ute Series also, I believe, will be happening as well. And the WA Historic Touring Cars. Supercars Championship. Correct me if I'm right if I'm getting into this wrong, boys. Mm-hmm. Supercars Championship qualifying and Sunday morning's Race 8 now starts. There's been a time change. 11.45am local time, which is 1.45pm Eastern time. Is it and in Perth, able to... isn't it? Sorry? In Perth? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be able to hear with Aaron Noonan and Stevie Johnson. Remember Jack Ellsgood was racing the Utes? Yes. Oh, he was too. He was racing the he Utes was. on the circuit. That's our supercars update for Fuso. Can't wait for your canter. You don't have to. In stock now. See a Fuso dealer today. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, time to weigh up what will happen in Saturday's games. All thanks to top dollar metal recyclers. Uh, righto, boys. Uh, only the two games today. Starting off the Bulldogs taking on the Sharkies at Accor Stadium. Got no idea how this is going to go. I, I think it'll not go particularly well for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Like it's the interesting thing for me is that um, this idea of giving Matt Burden the number seven jersey, um, and somehow this is to sig- symbolise that we want you to take control of the side. We want you to be the man. Um, less pressure on Kyle Flanagan. Um, I don't see Matt Burden as an organising number seven, but it'll be fascinating to see how he'll cope with the responsibility that comes with that jersey. Yeah, he's, he's actually a really good organiser, Matty Burton, and he's, he, he enjoys that senior role. But there's a difference between organising and having space. Yep. If you don't have space, you can still be an organiser, but you want to have space while you do it as well. It's like putting – I don't want to compare the two, but it's like putting Freddie at 
number seven, yep. who loves to organise, loves to try and take over the game, loves to come up with the big plays when you need them, but then him not having any space to do it. And that's why Burton, I think, is wider. The wider that he gets, I think the more effective he is. So, I mean, I'm not, not sure how this is going to go. And I mean that in a good way because I've got to say, I love what Kevin Serralo is doing with this side because they've got so many injuries. Yep. And I know Bulldogs fans are used to not playing in finals and they're, you know, and they've got every right to be disappointed, but Cameron Sorello is doing some really good things with this side. With the injuries that they got, they are really digging in for one another, this side. And that's that's really difficult to do, to get players still to believe when everything before you is just falling in a heap. Yeah. I've been talking to people at the Dogs, and yeah, they never thought that they would be competing for you know a, a premiership this year. It'll it'll Next year will be the year for them, mm. especially when they get... Uh, Stephen Crichton coming at fullback. Oh. They they will see this as a year to start blooding guys like Gerald Skelton, Carl Oluwapu. Um, they don't want to put them in too early, and particularly not behind a, a forward pack that's I wouldn't depleted. Be Oluwapu in yep. now. Yeah, no certainly like, not not when you've got guys like Kikau etc. that aren't available. But at some point this year, they will get a, a taste of first grade, and that'll put them in a really good stead for next year. Mm. What's the mail on Carl playing um, New South Wales Cup? Is he destroying them or? I think he's doing he's doing well. I, I wouldn't. I think he's still adjusting to playing against men, which is yep. you know a big step up from what he's done in the past. So I think he's playing well without um, saying I must be picked in first grade next week. Okay, uh, letter ride coming up for those who played last week. You'll know all about it. Where you can either join Team Sattler, Team Stevie O'Keefe, or myself. Uh, all you need to do right now is text through on the open line oh four five seven. 736736 for Leonard Ride. Uh, just text in which team you want to be part of, or you, it's like the uh, the Medicare when you turn up to the um, the Medicare Centre. First available. First available. Just yeah. go first available. If there's a slot there and you want to be first available, feel free to do that. Otherwise, Team Sattler, Team Stevie O'Keefe, or Steam, Steve, uh, Team Sugar, rather. And plenty of prizes up for grabs, which I'll announce. But in the meantime, just get in the team you want 0457 736 736. NRL crunch time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Yeah, if you want to play Let It Ride, text now 0457 736 736. You need to text Team Sock, Team Sats, Team Sugar, or First Available. Either way is the way to do that. And again, I keep saying this, we just don't get enough out of you. We get plenty out of you, <laughs> but we want more. We want more, Adrian. Um, so big day coming up, boys. Is that the music already? Okay. Right. Any further questions? Uh, no, that's you? that's all I've got. AP. <laughs> no, thank you're, a te- you. you're like a tease. You're a tease pony. <laughs> yeah. You come in here, you everyone's worked about, up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's great fun. It goes just so quickly. Like it's sort of like, oh gosh, it's just throws, is that all over. Throw some crumbs out, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I've got some thinly sliced steak. If you want a little steak oh, wrap wow. before you go, some salad. Yeah, that's listen, coming up right now. Feeds us every week. Yeah, that's, that's okay. A little something different, boys. Beautiful. And girls. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. AP, outstanding. We'll catch you next week. Uh, the real Russian, he's still going to stay here with us. So too, our man Sattler. <laughs> this is the run home and crunch time. A break and back with more.